Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Nikki. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Um, we're talking about transitions today. That's good news. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because that's... Uh, that, they're hard. They're, they're so hard. And you know what? I don't think we make a big enough deal out of them. I really don't. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. We've talked about them a couple of times. Uh, we've got... This is a little break between guests. We've got a parade of guests coming up and schedules changed. And so you and I get a chance to, uh, to do this episode that we've been talking about doing for a long, long time, uh, which is talking about why transitions are so hard with ADHD. And I think my hypothesis is, Nikki Kinzer, that if you boil down all of the challenges that I have with ADHD in some way, shape, or form... They are all influenced by the challenges that I have changing contexts in my life day to day. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yep. I'm excited. That's about why it. it's an important topic huge. to talk about. So huge. Before we dig in, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. Listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list. And we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest. But the coolest place to hang out with us is on our Discord server, TakeControlADHD.com slash Discord. You will be whisked away to the invitation screen where you can log in. If you're an existing Discord user, you can just use your existing Discord login and password and be uh, uh, d- delivered unto our public community channel. If you would like to support the show, you can become a patron over at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast for a few bucks a month. You get access to all kinds of super secret stuff over in Discord. You get access to uh, uh, different channels depending on the level of support that you offer all the way up to our supreme level where you get access to coaching with Nikki, group coaching with Nikki and, and tech Talk with Pete, coffee with Pete. It's platinum level. Platinum, exactly. Platinum. Uh, the Supreme level is also good, but platinum is the <laughs> one where you get to, to talk to us about tech. There's just a lot of channels. There's so there's so many channels, so many channels to choose from. Again, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. We deeply appreciate your support. More than anything else, it allows us to continue to invest our time into the show and uh, grow the stuff that we're doing over there. So it, it it's incredibly helpful to, to join and support at whatever level you can help us. Uh, it, it means a lot. Nikki, we have news. Yes, we have uh, a couple of coaching groups that are happening uh, at the end of October. And if you happen to be listening to this and it's already past the deadline, that's okay. You can still come visit our website under group coaching and you will see what's coming up and you can put your name on the waiting list. Uh, But for right now, what we have opened is we have a parent coaching group. So it's going to be for all parents of ADHD children or parents who have ADHD or all families who have all ADHD in their family. Uh, Whatever that combination looks like, you are welcome uh, to come join us in that group. And then we also have another group going on um, and it's going to be around kind of the overwhelm that we feel uh, with ADHD. Uh, How do you know where to start once you get that diagnosis? Uh, What what strategies should you try? Anything that's kind of feeling real heavy or overwhelming, we're going to talk about. And uh, both of these coaching groups, I I am doing along with other TCA coaches. So Aviva is going to be joining me with the parenting group and Ian is going to be joining me for the overwhelm group. So go check it out. We would love to have you. It's a great opportunity to connect with people uh, that are just like you going through the same things. You don't have to explain yourself because they get it and uh, maybe learn some some new things uh, when you walk away. So there you go. And 
let's just really hang a flag on how exciting it is that you're doing these coaching groups with new TCA coaches. That's right. It is. It's very exciting. And it also leads into our guests for the next uh, few weeks. You are going to be introduced to those coaches because they are going to be guests on our show. Outstanding. I can't. Very exciting. Cannot wait. Uh, So again, check out TakeControlADHD.com and uh, look for coaching in the services menu right at the top. You'll find it and it's where you can sign up. Thank you, everybody. And now uh, let's take a hard transition into transitions. Some sort of grinding sound effects, a car crash, uh, maybe Dahmer's voice. Mind-blowing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? <laughs> really. <laughs> okay. Well, Nikki, transition. <laughs> Why are transitions so hard with ADHD? So many reasons. Uh, but, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to specifically talk about this right now is it's a really nice follow-up conversation from our interview that we had recently with James Ochoa. Because he taught us in that interview uh, the importance of really taking time to reset our thinking patterns and calm our nervous system with breathing, right? So we didn't really talk about transitions last week when we had this interview with James Ochoa. uh, But when I was thinking about this particular show, I thought, wow, what a great resource that could be easily used for transitions. Uh, but before we talk about all of that, okay. I want to kind of start with the basics of what we really are talking about. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. What is it? Yeah. What is a transition? What am I talking about? And, you know, this is the thing. Transitions can be big, medium, or really tiny, <laughs> but they all have a huge impact. And they're all really difficult to do. So when we look at like life changing big transitions, we're looking at maybe making the choice of going back to school or changing your career, getting a new job, moving. It could be moving to another country, moving to a different state. It could be moving down the street. It is still a big deal. Uh, Getting married is a transition. Starting a family is a large transition or a life-changing transition. Mm -hmm. So these are these big things, right, that take uh, a lot of consideration, time, a lot of emotions are involved. These are the the things that people think about as the hard transitions, right? Like this is when you think about transitions are hard. These are the ones that I think people really lean in on. And these can be hard for anybody, right? These kinds of transitions are hard for a lot of people, ADHD or not. Right. Okay. Right. And then we have these medium ones that are more around like I'm going on vacation and how do you transition from your daily normal life to, oh, I'm supposed to now you know, relax and forget that I have, uh, you know, 5,000 emails in my inbox, right? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you transition from, from daily life to a vacation? But then let's say you do get settled into your vacation and now you have to go from vacation back into that daily life. And, and that can be a really hard transition. If we go back to when we spoke with, uh, Casey, uh, Dixon around burnout Mm -hmm. that, you know, taking a vacation isn't going to help your burnout when you have to come back to whatever you felt like you were, you know, had to leave. Um, So that can be very difficult. Uh, It can also be uh, difficult when you are coming back to work after a long weekend, Mm -hmm. you know, or any um, weekend. 
or a Monday. weekend. Yeah, right. Yeah, Monday, Sunday to Monday is a hard transition. Or if your weekend is in the middle of the week, whatever that day looks like. But it can even be smaller ones, right? Like, and this is where ADHD is so affected, mm-hmm. is starting uh, a new project. So even if you're really excited about something that's, you know, been, uh, that that's in your attention now that you have to pay attention to, it's really still hard to get started on it. Even if you want to, right? We know that that is a difficult thing to do. It's very difficult to task switch during the day. So if you are working on something and then now you have to go to lunch, it's probably why so many people skip lunch. Yes. Because they don't even think about lunch because because they're into their thing. Leaving for lunch is hard. Coming back from lunch is hard. It's hard. These are the micro transitions that I feel like affect me so, so much. And, you know, I've I've talked about it before. I'm going to hang a flag on it again here. Waking to sleeping and sleeping to waking is another transition that's incredibly difficult for me. Incredibly, incredibly difficult. Well, and it's also hard even to like take a moment to stop what you're doing and go to the bathroom. Because... I've been wearing a diaper for 15 years. Yeah, because think about all the things that can happen between where you are right now to the bathroom and then back from the bathroom. The the chances of you getting back into what you were doing is probably pretty, you know, lower for ADHD years because there's so many interruptions that can happen. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of of task uh, or what you said, context Context shifting. Yeah, context switching. That's Right. right. Yeah. Uh, Another big one that I saw a lot during COVID is you, a lot of people lost the transition time from going to work to to home and then, you know, going from home to work Mm -hmm. because they lost their commute. So there's that transition that we'll be talking about here uh, shortly. Uh, But this is the thing, when we talk about uh, why, why is it hard? And we have to look at uh, the executive functions. um, And and this is part of ADHD. You know, executive functions is what basically helps you organize and it helps you manage your time and make decisions. And when these things are altered, right? Mm -hmm. Then it makes these things harder. So it makes tasks hard to get started and to stop. It's hard to organize and plan what to do next when your mind doesn't think linearly, you know, um, time blindness will get in the way because you, you never really know how long something is going to really take you until you start doing it and get it done. And you could do the same thing over and over again, and it could still you know, it can have different uh, time frames mm-hmm. depending on what you're thinking about that day or what your environment is like that day. Uh, so we have, you know, a lot of those executive functions are compromised. So that's one of the reasons why transitions can be really difficult. But there's also this emotional troll uh, toll that we don't always talk about. It is kind of like an emotional troll, isn't it's it? It's an emotional troll. It is. Yeah. I don't think that that was a mistake. I think it's a troll that's running around. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> trying, trying to get to in influence your business. You. Yeah, yeah. And, and this also makes a lot of sense. When you think about how hard it is to get started on something, you finally get started on it. Yeah. And now you don't want to stop. Yeah, right. It's like a huge gift when you finally find momentum in anything that 
that there is immediate regret at the fact that eventually it's going to have to stop without being finished if it's a if it's yes. a larger project. That's that that's the the thing. I immediately start thinking about the next transition and that is hard to shake, right? That is this omnipresent stress, anxiety, fear that I'm never going to be able to find this groove again. Mhm. Well, and you you bring up a good point that I didn't even think about until you said this finish. There's yeah. there's all or nothing thinking that comes into play subconsciously. You may not even be thinking that this is happening, but if you think that you can't leave until it's finished, then that's a lot of times going to give, you know, give you a really hard, it's going to be a very difficult roadblock because things don't just finish. Very few things just get finished. Right. So, um, that's, that's definitely something to, to think about too, why this can be so hard is with that all or nothing thinking. And it takes so much energy to transition. Um, when we talk about attention, and we listen to the experts, they'll say it's not a, a, it's not about a attention deficit. It's about paying too much attention to some things. And so it takes so much energy to pull that t- attention away to something else. And so that, you know, that's, again, makes it very difficult. Yeah. Uh, it can be very stressful and overwhelming to get started again. So I have to leave, but I don't know, you know, when I go, when am I going to come back to it? And if I do come back to it, I probably am going to feel like I have to start all over again because my memory's bad and I can't remember what I did anyway. So, you know, just this loop, right. And, uh, and this kind of ties everything together. It's just one of those things when you're feeling like you're in a good flow and we've talked about this before, you just don't want to stop. Yeah. You know, you got the momentum going. That's true. Uh, I did mention COVID before, and I think it's important to to highlight this a little bit that uh, people probably had commutes or some time, you know, in the car or on a bus or however you traveled uh, to your uh, workplace. And when we lose that, you don't really realize what you lose. I mean, there there's some gain there that you don't have to do the commute anymore. But the, the loss is that you probably had some time there that you didn't realize you really had to really reset and kind of switch roles, you know, on, on whatever it is that you, you were doing. Uh, so what do you think? Does this all make sense? Anything you want to add? It really does. I, I feel like I, I want to go back to, and I'll, I'll use the sleep to waking one as a, as, uh, an example. Like I, I feel like it's the it's even the unconscious transitions, the things that we have to do sort of um, automatically or autonomically that are really challenging for me because I often don't recognize that I'm coming up to a transition um, consciously. Like I'm not aware that things are about to get hard and so I can't prepare for them. And um and so I, I think it's just important to be aware if even if the only preparation you can do is know that eventually I'm going to have to give myself grace for feeling bad. Eventually, I'm going to have to let myself off the hook for not making this uh, an easy transition. Eventually, I know that something will surprise me and it will be uh, it, it will put me into a crisis state that is unanticipated and forgivable at the same time. Like I, I have to remember those words uh, are are so important to me um, 
and some of the hardest words to access. To say, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that there's two two things here, awareness and acceptance. You yeah. know, I think that awareness is really helpful for you to understand that the people that are listening, that you're not the only one that feels this pain. It is definitely part of the ADHD. It's part of how your brain is wired to what it pays attention to and what it doesn't pay attention to. So it's important to understand that this is normal for ADHD years. You're not by yourself. Um, But I think you're right. It's also this acceptance of, you know, being able to give yourself grace and be able to understand that this is what's happening and and accept that. I think that if you're looking for how can I make transitions easier? Yeah. It's not so much that they're easier. It's that you're accepting of them and you are like leaning into them. So you can't make all of a sudden transitions go away because we do them all the time, mm-hmm. right? We're going to stop podcasting uh in a few minutes and then we're going to go into a meeting. Well, we're now you know, podcast hosts, and now we're going to be business yeah, people. Business people, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> it's a transition of even what our role is. Right. <laughs> so it happens all the time, um, but it, it it it's also something to accept that okay, I know this is going to be hard, and give yourself that grace, yeah. and not try to um, beat yourself up over it or try to make it go away because they just won't go away. So it's it's working with That's it. That's it, right? They won't go away. Like Mm-mm. they are unavoidable, unassailable realities in, in our yes. life. We are going to have to get out of bed at some point, even if at a bare minimum, it's to go to the bathroom or to clean right. myself up because I didn't want to go to the bathroom and get out of bed or to eat or to like, you know what I mean? Like, it's gross. Yeah. But but that's the yeah. reality is eventually I have to deal with state change. And so that's where I, I want to bring it back to the last week that I have experienced uh, with the guidance of our um, seven-time Hall of Fame appearance uh, from uh, James Ochoa, the the seven-time Hall of Fame guest uh, on the ADHD podcast. Uh, Because that that trick is the first breathing exercise that I've done it. And just a review, uh, the breathing exercise, the five-breath pressure exercise, and we can look at it uh, from last week's show um, where he walks through taking five breaths and then holding it and then releasing it and then taking a deep breath and waiting until you feel the pressure in your head. Uh, and, and there's a sort of discomfort that comes with that, that triggers a state, an emotional state change, because it, for the way I was describing it, my experience with it, as he walked us through it last week, it was that, um, you know, it reminds you of the really important things because you get that little dose of, oh my God, I can't breathe. Uh, I, my, like life preservation instinct kicks in and reminds me of more important things than whatever I'm stressed about at the moment. I I don't know. Is that a fair uh, reminder of your experience with it? I think it's a fair reminder. And I think it's a great uh, place to put that uh, information because that is one of the things that, you know, you can do when you need to do that transition, right? Well, that was it is because I was uh, this last week, I've been really using that. And it's the first time a breathing technique has, has not been targeted at uh, specifically like meditation, relaxation, head clearing, like mm-hmm. I have to sit down for, for five minutes and actually get my, my thoughts straight. This is like, it's like pulling an, an emergency stop on a train, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. just like, 
I'm out of control right now. And I need a, I need some sort of a tool to stop me from being out of control right now so that I can figure out what happens next. And that mm-hmm. is an extraordinary gift. In, in, it has been in my last week. Uh, you know, as things get challenging, being able to take 30 seconds and, yeah. and pull that emergency stop belt so that I don't get lost in my head, but can remain in the moment and clear-headed mm-hmm. and make hard decisions quickly and all of that stuff. So um, mm-hmm. that's been that's been pretty powerful. Like I, I mm-hmm. really want to underscore last week was pretty powerful stuff. If you mm-hmm. haven't tried it, um, it's it's worth giving it a shot. Absolutely. Well, and you know, when you were talking about like that transition of getting up in the morning, which is really difficult for a lot of people too, it, you know, I think it it's something you could try to put into that like little morning routine. Yeah. But you know, when you wake up and you get that first alarm, um, you know, of either putting a breathing exercise yeah. like this in it or some kind of intention or, or meditation or something like that. Like, what do you need to do to, to make that transition, you know, smoother or, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you need to make it shorter because you're taking too much time in bed mm-hmm. and not getting up, like, what are the things that you can do to, to help you with that? And I'm always amazed because I, I work with a lot of clients that in the past have had these sort of like rituals of how to get themselves up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, and it is different things like that. One, one, uh, client actually gets out of her bed and goes into, or, and then goes on her couch because she knows the couch isn't going to be as comfortable as her bed. Smart. SMRT smart. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So she'll get up sooner because she's on her couch. I mean, so there's little things like that, that are helping with the transition. So that's what I want people to to definitely think about. And we've got like other um, tips that I'm sure you guys have heard, uh, heard of, but I always think it's worth reviewing them because it is, again, these transitions come up all the time and and they can be so hard. Um, With those bigger transitions, I would say definitely take some time off in between uh, if you can. So if you have a vacation, take a day off before you go back to work after you come back from the vacation. Yeah. Buy yourself yourself a transition day. day. Yeah. A transition day to get settled. I don't know, Pete, I know you recently went on vacation too. When I came home and it was weird, like I just sort of wandered around. Like I didn't mm-hmm. really know what to do. Like yeah. I I didn't really want to unpack. I didn't want to go to the grocery store. I like, I didn't know what to do. And so there was this like period of time where I just sort of like wandered around until I kind of figured it out. But, the, you know, you got to let yourself do that, yeah. you know, and, yeah, and you not really feel, do. I, feel I feel bad. like sometimes uh, we get, um, we get, I don't know, judged is probably not a fair word, but I'm going to use it anyway. We get judged for not doing the right kind of relaxation or the right kind of reset that when we take a, a vacation with ADHD. And I, I call that out because it's important to remember that sometimes making transitions back to or to or from a vacation can be made easier 
by the kind of vacation that you allow yourself to take. You don't have to go, you know, rafting down the river. You don't have to take an adventure vacation. You also don't have to do a vacation where you just sleep all day, like, and really rest and read books by pools. Um, You can't, like, I, my last sort of vacation was a writing break. Like, I took a week and I went to Montana and I wrote a book. And that experience, just the act of taking a, of doing something wholly different than I normally mm-hmm. do was a massive break for me. Like it totally mm-hmm. reset my brain and my energy and coming back and being really focused to get back into making podcasts for people and marketing and communications work and design. Like all of that was easier because I gave myself permission to have the kind of vacation that my brain needed. And just because yeah. I was still working hard doesn't mean I was I was not taking advantage of that reset. And I, I wonder how we could apply that same sort of mentality to making transitions from, you know, these other little micro transitions. Like, is there something you could look forward to during your lunch that might not be lunchy? Like we call lunch the, the break for eating. But what if you eat real quick and do something else to change mm-hmm. contexts enough mm-hmm. that you have something to look forward to that might give you the energy you need to come back to work? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is for you, but I know that that kind of thinking helps me. Mm-hmm. Well, and it also, I want to, it, it goes into our next um, tip here too, because we want to be very mindful of how we plan our days. And I think that that's also a very difficult thing to do when you're not uh, planning at all, right? When, it, when you're just reacting and you're, you're, uh, you're doing whatever the email says or whatever the text says, and you're really feeling out of control, um, your day is going to be very chaotic and we want to slow down a little bit. So I think that, you know, matching with what you're talking about with vacation, um, it's all about sort of slowing down, right. And resetting. And so I would have people look at how are you planning your day? Do you have too many appointments? You know, maybe you take one off and slow it down, you know, make sure you have some buffer time in between appointments, make sure you're taking that lunch, um, you know, or, or whatever it is that you need to allow yourself to reset. And, and now that you know, kind of what's going on, again, that awareness and that Mm -hmm. acceptance that I need this time, you can start to plan for it. The other thing I would say about that time, though, is get up and move. Yeah. (laughs) That can, that's almost like the breathing, right? The breathing is getting you to reset, you know, that, that thought process, that, um, that storm that, that you might Mm -hmm. feel like you're in. Well, getting up and moving can kind of also, re-energize that, uh, focus, you know, you're giving your, your attention to something else. So get moving, go outside. We know that nature and being outside, uh, does so many positive things for us. So, you know, really thinking about how you want to use that transition time too. My last one, I know people are going to roll their eyes and they're going to say, I do this, but I don't listen to them and I don't pay attention to them. (laughs) It's the alarms and, and reminders. And oh, yeah. They get such this, a bad we're not, rap. We're not good at, for, for this particular topic because I think we're a little bit harder than maybe we're, we're harder on on people for, a, for that excuse. <laughs> yeah. And they really yeah. get a bad rap. But man, 
they are so useful when you use them, (laughs) right? And I go back to what Ari Tuckman said uh, in our last interview with him. It's not the alarm's fault that you didn't do what you were supposed to do, you know, or you didn't stop what you were supposed to stop. And, you know, I think that um, they, they get a bad rap because I think they're overused and they're probably not used at the right time. And uh, so maybe reevaluate a little bit on how you use your alarms and reminders so they don't have that instant, um, what is it, resistance or like yeah. that, Ugh, like, oh, stop. Like- right. The alarm isn't working because I hate it is not the right use of the alarm. Right. Right. The alarm is not working because I ignore it. Uh, Like those those kinds of things. The alarm is not working because you are not using it. (laughs) You let it go. and You're blind to your alarm blind. Uh, And so maybe rethink your strategy about alarms. Yeah. And and it can work with transitions. Right. I mean, that's the thing, too, is that especially if you're trying to get out of the door, this is kind of the go to example that I use is, you know, you're trying to to get out of the door to go wherever you are. Uh, on time. Mm-hmm. And those alarms, if they're put in a strategic way in your phone or whatever alarm you're using, it can help you with the timelineness because For it's sure. right in front of you saying, okay, you leave in 15 minutes. Okay. Now you leave in 10. Now you leave in five. Like it is helping that uh, blindness, you know, yeah. and being able to, but but you have to be able to do what you said you need to do at 15, 10 and five yes. to, to get out of the door. So there's some practice. Um, that needs to happen yeah. there, but, uh, and that's but, okay. You know, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think the, you know, the, the two things again, that I would want most people to get out of this is, is that awareness and acceptance. And if you can use the tools and strategies, I hope that you find some success. Um, but also just understanding that, you know, it is hard. It is, it is, yeah. you're not by yourself, uh, but sure. there are some ways to make it, I don't know if I would say easier, but livable, tolerable. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you can't get rid of it. And that, I think, is the real trick. You're not going to get rid of your your transitions. We've got them all our lives. And... um, but we can we can make them livable. That's the I think yes. that's the goal. That's a better goal. All right. There hey, you go. Thank you, Nikki Kinzer. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate your time and your attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute about this conversation, we're heading over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server, and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level. Uh, and by the way, I should say that after I say these next words, the music will come up and... Uh, For many of you, the show is just going to end. It will just stop and it'll move on to your next podcast. But if you were a supporting member uh, uh, in our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast, the show would go on because Nikki and I stick around and we talk some more with the people who have been chatting with us in the live stream in Discord. So as questions come up and comments come up, we're going to stick around for the members. In case you didn't know that, that's one of the other kind of cool things about becoming a patron. So thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, If you are a patron and you're listening to this in your own personal podcast feed, we'll be right back after this music. For everybody else, we'll see you back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm -hmm.